0: Hey guys, this is Rest, and today we are doing a bonus episode because March is National a lot of things month, but especially National Social Workers Month. So today I have one of my good friends on the show with me. Ashley Cole. She's an amazing social worker who I've known for a couple years now and we actually started off working together kind of in that forensic social work world and she has just blossomed and went into doing other things. She's so awesome so I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. So everybody this is my good friend Ashley Cole and Ashley can you start off by telling us kind of what do you currently do for a living?
1: Hello everybody. So currently I am working doing mainly therapy. I'm trying to branch off into some other things, but right now I'm mostly doing therapy.
0: Yeah. And we kind of both got back into therapy together and it has been an interesting journey. Mm-hmm. it really I,
1: has definitely not something I thought I would ever do
0: yeah yeah well I remember like when me first met like me talking to you to you and being like yeah actually I went to school to do therapy then I fell in love with like advocacy this is where I'm gonna stay and you kind of be like no I've always was like advocacy this is my thing and then at the same time we were both like I mean maybe one-on-one is better I feel like I do right better. talking <laughs> to
1: people individually Right. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely was always more, well, I still believe in like working on problems at at, like multiple levels. So that's why I was saying like, I'm trying to find the other ways that I want to branch off, but doing therapy definitely makes me feel like I have like my feet on the ground. Yeah. And it is a a different population than I've worked with in other things. So, (laughs) so it's a different perspective of working with people too. So while you're
0: on that topic, tell us a little bit about your background in social work in general.
1: I've been a social worker for about 10 years, which sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but I started off working at a homeless shelter. Well, I had an internship there and I just wrote grants for them and I, I started off there and then I ended up working at a substance abuse treatment center for women. With, oh gosh, before that I worked at a <laughs> at an after school program at a a community-based like program for youth and a substance abuse treatment center for women with children. I also worked in the criminal justice system for the public defender's office and, and worked in an elementary school for a little bit. And now, yeah, I'm doing therapy. So I feel like I've kind of been all over the place and touched a little bit of all kinds of populations, like dealing with mental health and substance use and families and... <laughs> and at-risk youth and all kind of stuff
0: yeah I think that is kind of like the life of a social worker in general one of the yeah. things I love about the field is like if you ever get bored you can literally get up and jump around you know mm. you can start mm-hmm. off and going and be like oh, I want to be a therapist and then decide I'm gonna work in hospitals so I want to <laughs> sit in one place and yeah I have to move around and then you can go oh, I want to go into schools or I can go in corporate I can go in criminal justice. And I think it's actually kind of rare that you meet social workers and they're like, nope, I started with kids therapy and I stuck to it for 30 years. I feel like I almost never come across that.
1: Well, you wouldn't when when you're also a person who's mixing around a lot. There probably are some people who do, but you're right. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's not as common. But that's why I picked social work because I just knew you know in undergrad I was just like oh I want to help people but I don't really know how like I knew I didn't want to mm-hmm. do anything like medical like I don't want to touch them or do all that but <laughs> but some way I wanted to help and social work just seemed so broad that it was like okay surely I'll find my way in here and it is exactly like you said like just been fascinating really all the different stuff I've been able to do Yeah.
0: Oh, I completely agree with you. Like it is definitely, I feel like for me, when I jumped into the field, I really wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do, but like, I love the idea that they were like, yeah, but that doesn't work. You can just, you can just jump to another part of it. And they're like, Mm -hmm. you've multiple options. And I was like, oh, now that sounds like my personality. Mm -hmm. So what made you get into social work?
1: So when I was in undergrad, I actually started off wanting to be an accountant and you could not tell me that I was not going to be an accountant because- even my high school class ring has a little money symbol on it because, because I was going to be an accountant. Did
0: oh I, gosh! And I hold on, wait, so did I know this? Because I also started out as an accounting major.
1: We probably we probably touched this conversation before. The difference yeah, is, you point.
0: actually are good with numbers, and I'm not. Like I I was like leading straight on nothing but pure vibes and fantasy. Like you actually <laughs> had a, you actually had a plan. <laughs>
1: I like, I'm here, you know, but then again, it's not all about the numbers. And that was where I was like, yeah, this ain't anymore. Like when I, cause when I was in high school, I was dual enrolled in like a tech school. So I had like a bookkeeping certificate and all that stuff. Money math was fine. But when I got to like the theory of accounting, I was like, oh, what is this? But anyway.
0: <laughs> if it helps um, though, from jump, I like got into my first class. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, accounting means numbers. I'm going to head down to the counseling office. Like I was a county major for like a week.
1: Oh girl. No, I, I, it was a strong three years. I think because I, because that's how I. Hold on. Hold on. on. You switched during, after three years in school? Yes. Yes.
0: Mm. Yes. Bless you. Bless you and your student
1: loans. (laughs) It took me five years to finish undergrad because of that. Yeah. And it was hard so so yeah so I started off in the county and I took one of my electives was a human diversity class and we had to spend time with a group of people that we were unfamiliar with and so I chose the homeless population because at the time I had some ridiculous ideas about homelessness and I was like I don't see why they just can't get a job and blah 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 blah, blah. I mean oh goodness if I could go back and educate me <laughs> well I'm glad I got the education but anyway and so I I volunteered at a homeless shelter <laughs> and it, it was a homeless day shelter really where and it was so interesting because it was just it was a like a place where where homeless people could go during the day just wash their clothes take a shower watch TV just someone decided you know because most night shelters they let them out at like six in the morning yeah and so and they don't have anything to do all day and so just a place for them to mm-hmm. be. And so I started volunteering there, and I don't know. My eyes were open. It felt like the world was on fire. Somebody needed to do something, <laughs> and I just really became aware of this like world outside of myself. And um, I just, I just wanted to do something. And it, and it took me still about I think another year before I changed my major because no one supported that idea. Like my mom, who is my biggest cheerleader. Even she was like, but you're not gonna make no money. And she, I remember she went and printed off some statistics of like how much social workers made versus accountants or something to try to convince me. (laughs) So that year, there was a year of me just building up the nerve to just be like, I'm gonna do it. Cause I can't. Like I at that time I just was like, man, I don't wanna be a worker bee, like, not saying that people who I just decided if I was going to spend 40 hours a me doing something, then I wanted it to be towards, towards, you know, these things I cared about. So, and not just for the sake of making money, because that, I just knew that wasn't going to be enough. So that that's it. <laughs> that's how I became a social worker. <laughs> no, I think that's beautiful,
0: but also like, I didn't, I didn't I didn't, recognize that. And I feel like we probably, you we definitely have talked about this because me and you are so different, mm-hmm. but we're also a lot alike because that's like same thing. Like I went into accounting because my, my parents was like, you gonna do what? Do you know how much you cost a year to maintain? I don't feel like you know how much you cost a year to maintain. I don't think that's smart. And then I was like, all right, well my, my dad's in accounting. I guess I'll do that. Like that was my thought process. I think I, I jumped a couple of times. I think that first like semester I was like in three different majors. And then I was like, I got it. But same thing, like I remember sitting and talking to my counselor. He was like, well, what are you good at? What do you like to do? And I was like, I am not good at people, but people really like me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know why, but people just talk to me a lot. And I'd be like, mm, why are you telling me this, babe? And I was like, and I'd be like, you're helping them. And he was just like, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so let's talk about social work. <laughs> and then he like broke it down and I got into it and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is what I, I want to do. At least for this period of my life, same thing, where it was like, I want to do something where it actually feels like it's mattering and it's helping folks and that I can like, when I have a good day, I can go home and smile about it. And it's not just like, well, we, we made these other people richer. It's like, no, I helped someone back on track to where they want it to be. I help someone, you know, feel whole again. I help someone, you know, regain their confidence, whatever it is that I'm helping with. But I will say, and I feel like you've definitely experienced this as well. Not every social worker has that, like, type of personality because I've definitely met people in the field and you're like, oh, okay, well, what got you interested? What made you want to be a social worker? I just had random credits and they said that this one would, like... <laughs>
1: that makes me
0: so mad. <laughs> it ticks
1: me off
0: I was in grad school level though One at two like when a teacher went around the room was like okay what made you choose to get your masters in social work and I would say like half of my graduating class had nothing to do with actual social work principles and it pissed me off and you know me I don't do well with that so like when it came my term I was like first of all social justice <laughs> is the cornerstone of social work I see see none of y'all say that
1: that I, I mean and that's the thing like you wouldn't notice it like if someone you know stumbled into the field and, and became passionate about it and was doing good work like you probably wouldn't pause to even notice like how they got into it mm-hmm. but when you do have this, those moments where you're like how did you get here <laughs> Girl. it's just something foolishness because we come out of their mouth and they've done something
0: <laughs> we will not discuss the school that shall remain unnamed yes there there's definitely a thing in the field in Atlanta where like you'll have those moments where you'll you'll meet a person they'll say something they'll do something and instead of like this is like you guys this is like an actual thing in our field in Atlanta this multiple people know about it where the person would just be sucky and you'll just be like why why you want to ask why are you here but instead what you say is "Uh uh-huh where you get your master's from yeah. We're we're in a school. And there's a school whose name shall remain a name that you know that's where they graduated from because they turn out nothing but these people. I don't know why. I don't know what's in the water there.
1: And and I've even known someone who actually is passionate about the work who wasn't in that school and left because that person felt that the program was not like doing <laughs> doing mm-hmm. teaching well or, or doing justice or <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is, they do. <laughs> they send them out yeah. into this world and then we have to work with them.
0: That is, that is, that's, they, they're they just punishing the world. They are social works karma. The whole school, is social works karma. Oh God, oh no.
1: <laughs> but, but but it's just not the feel for, it's just not a feel for that. You know, it's so, you can get so easily, but I mean, social work is so much work. <laughs> it, is. it is. I just don't see why someone will put themselves through the, the types of things that we have experienced. For the pay that we have experienced and you don't like it and you hate it and you don't you never wanted to do it to be in. It's like, girl, Mm -hmm. go do anything else in this world. Go sell something. I I don't know. (laughs) Like, there is something out there for you. I I can't stand it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. No, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. It's not a field that you can fake it through. There's lots of fields where you can fake it through, but it's not. It can be very draining. It can be very draining. You are sitting with people in their trauma for eight hours a day, depending on your job. Mm -hmm. You know, you are
1: sitting at their worst point
0: yeah a lot of times yeah and you're doing it for a lot of times not the pay that you deserve and so a lot of times if you do meet a social worker and they seem to be living well girl they got like three side hustles okay like that is right let me tell you they are not making 6k doing nothing but social work one job Unless they have their clinical license and they're like a director or something,
1: and even then, mm-hmm. not if they in the south. They're working. They're they're running themselves to the death for that because we've seen mm-hmm. those director pays where it's like fifty k, fifty five. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Me? To run a whole program and have people under me? And- oh, for
0: sure, <laughs> for sure. There's <laughs> I've definitely met social workers who like we're whole directors and they seen, you know, the same company me used to work for. It had good pay for, you know, our job. Not, not that's a lie. It had good pay in comparison to other social work jobs. Yeah, we still yeah. deserved at least 30k more a year because, oh my gosh. Lord, that job. <laughs> that job. <laughs> but like I would meet directors and like we would have a posting are like oh my gosh y'all make this y'all know y'all make the same thing I make as a director or do you know y'all make more than me and I run this whole agency and I'd be like yeah girl you know you should leave usually <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big advocate for social workers demanding more I, that I will say I am a huge advocate oh. for social workers that more. I think because of our field, we also feel bad sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm
0: mm-hmm. And I feel like I meet a lot of people who convince themselves, like when this topic gets brought up, they're just like, well, you know, we did not get in it for the money. And we did. it still does not mean we deserve to not be paid well. Like, it, that's not what it means. You still deserve to be paid well for what you do because when you come across an awesome social worker, like... The, the amount of time and effort it gives for them to be awesome because it's hard to be awesome in these systems let me tell you i don't matter hospital school criminal justice mental health what else what else are you doing corporate it all it's hard to be good at your job yeah
1: absolutely
0: because you are given the when something goes wrong you are given the weight of the responsibility but you are given the least amount of power to solve the problem
1: that's so, true. <laughs> so yeah. sad That's yeah. very true and a lot of times because we're you know we're starving people who who people don't think deserve you know service or help or assistance that's how mm-hmm. they got in this position to begin with so yeah. so that's the other side of it you know no one thinks that that's worth paying for <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so let's get to some general social work topics what is the response you are most used to getting when it comes to pe- people when you say, oh, I'm a social worker? Like, what do people, how do people normally react to you when you say that?
1: I think nowadays it's more of a, it's like a bless your heart or like, mm-hmm. a, oh, you have to be a really special person for that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> that. Now, before, I think back in the day, I used to hear a lot of like, oh, you are taking babies and handing out mm-hmm. food. And- Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard that in a while, I'll say. <laughs> but that used to be what I heard a lot. But yeah, usually it's the, uh, we have to be special to that. <laughs> Yeah. You know what, though? Like,
0: I, my first job out in the field was DFACS or Family Service, Children Protection Services and I used to get so annoyed because that was for the longest time that's what people used to think social workers do now I feel like social work is in limbo where no one where people don't really associate us with defects like that anymore but also mm-hmm. they have no idea what we do they put oh you, right, you, we you, just show up places <laughs> yeah, you, you, you the lady with the clipboard hmm. bless your heart like <laughs> I don't know what we there for but I when I started out I did start off in defects and I used to hate it because I would be somewhere and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a social worker. And they'd be like, you take babies. And I'd be like, I mean, that's not technically what we do. Okay. First of all, we try to keep the child with she you. Like, would, your kid. She 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 I want, I want,
1: to want your kid.
0: <laughs> 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 and I used to like, I hate, like, it felt like, you know how people make a lot of jokes about, like, oh, I hate saying they're a lawyer because people automatically go, Oh, you're a lawyer, and you know, there's that stereotype, but like that's what it was working for defects. Like, I was in the top of that, I was like 21 with no kids. I was getting cussed out every day, and then I would go to like a bar to like hang out, and now somebody wants to tell me, like, and my cousin, Rudy. Y'all took her kids and really a damn good mom. And I'm like, I just, I just wanted a fireball, sir. If you could just sit down to my table when you finish like
1: I have not had that, you know, and blessed souls. It's, it's an experience that a lot of social workers have had to have. And um yeah, I'm just thankful to have steered away. I remember they were like offering grants and I don't know they were they were giving out money um when I was in grad school if you would you know promise to work for them for two years or something and I was just like there's not enough money (laughs) well it was at a fixed salary anyway and I think I I made more than that at the job I was working at I was like they lost a dog on mine I don't care nothing about the (laughs) scholarship that's how they got me that's how they got Mm. me it
0: was a a $5,000 sign-in bonus if you did your internship Mm. there if you did your internship there and then you also worked there for a year and so I did but I will say I did get a lot luckier than a lot of social workers because The place paid well. Matter of fact, that place paid better than my first job out of grad school as a social worker. Mm -hmm. And then it paid the Mm -hmm. same as my second job with my master's and like six years experience underneath my belt. It was paying the same amount at 21 years. Girl, I was wild now. I was wild now. I was 21 (laughs) years old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was in the mid, mid not good money, but you know, for when you're 20. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't have no kids. I had a roommate. I was in the Midwest. And I was, I thought I was like, yo, I would show up into Atlanta like I'm paying for everybody' nails, so I got no oh, kids, wow. and I can afford to do that. Oh my gosh, the brunches I have paid for, and I look back now like, you could have paid off your car. Like, what? Why didn't you have common sense? I, why were you like that? You were having fun. I was having fun, but also like. I it was hard it was definitely definitely hard uh job it was definitely definitely had to leave I was having health problems everything but I had a really amazing boss I had a really supportive team I was paid well for my experience mm-hmm. uh which was none at that time for real but I will say when I was there one of the things I will say which is kind of what always gets me about the stereotype that social workers work for DFACS, is that like almost none of my co-workers are actual social workers. Like yeah, half
1: yeah, the mo- that point, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like half the supervisors were, but like no, everybody there was criminal justice majors, sociology majors. Let me just state very clearly, I think criminal justice majors should, you know, rethink going to social service fields. Our our theology, our way of looking at stuff is very different. I haven't seen it work out well. You know, maybe blend it. Maybe take some social work classes as well as you know the criminal justice, because it's a very different type of mindset. And I think that a lot of places, and I think this is why we haven't heard that kind of oh, social work equals defects kind of rhetoric lately, is because so many different agencies around the country were getting in trouble and then they had to implement rules of like, okay, DFAS can only hire social workers because things keep happening and we feel like they're happening because we're not hiring y'all. Not because you're not hiring us. English majors out there. (laughs) Okay, this is an English major, two weeks of training and then send her out into the world. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. But I will say usually my response is kind of like oh my gosh you must be such a special part. you 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 must be so caring and loving you just must love people and you just oh, you must be hearts ponies and flowers and I'm like ah
1: nah man like <laughs> wait, wait, the loving people what is I mean I'm like I, I'm right like, I understand that. I'm not gonna say I love and want to hang out with people but I understand people and I think that for makes me feel so true. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it's a lot more to it than like ponies and butterflies and all that stuff because that's great but like you need someone who's passionate you need someone who has drive you need someone that's a go-getter you need someone because a lot of times with social work jobs you get hired and they're like we're gonna train you extensively Mm. and then you get two days of training and then you are sent out into this completely you know new world and then when you ask for help and supervision, people are like, okay, well, you know, Darwinism, sink or swim, have fun. And then
1: mm-hmm. like that's your experience for a lot of these jobs. <laughs> right. A- and you actually like created a whole trading manual for a job, right? Well, yeah, I, I created it nothing. <laughs> You've done it more than once. I've done it more than once.
0: <laughs> Why are you speaking on my pain like that?
1: <laughs> no, but
0: I mean, I'm I'm it's it's but the no, you're right. No, I have, yeah. I, I have been at jobs where I had to create training manuals because like after being there a while, uh, y'all yeah, know I don't stay places a while, but after being there for a couple months or a year, I'm like, okay, so I think I kind of figured out what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to put this for the next person, probably while I'm in social work, because I don't want people to experience the pain I experience. So yeah, I've had to do that twice. I had to create my own curriculum twice for a place where I had to like run groups and was told, like, yeah, we have different curriculums and stuff. And you just use that, or like, it's very specific groups I have to run that aren't like general anchor management.
1: I feel like you—that's something that you could definitely get paid for if you like freelance it some kind of way. <laughs> Probably. But you don't mind <laughs> doing it? I have no interest in doing things like that. I'm like out. But you are good at it. I, I also
0: have no interest in in doing that. I just... <laughs> I kept being forced into places where it just seemed like that would be the best thing for everybody else. But I, social work, I love you.
1: <sighs> it pushes you all, pushes you to the limit. It, it does. You, it, use all your talents. <laughs> you do, you do. Well, and here's the thing,
0: like depending on what field you are in, like you have to, like you said, use all your talents. Like it's not just like, okay, caring, passion empathy like no sometimes i have to help people like i have been in jobs where my job title was like okay i connect you to resources be your advocate blah 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 and somehow i end up doing budgets with people in my office to make sure that they can pay their bills on time because i can't focus on my job if you are homeless because that's now <laughs> gonna add to something else so nope we are gonna help you create a budget okay like i have you have to use all of you different things pop up Uh, I would definitely say, like, it's one of those fields where you gonna have to be naturally or learn how to do multiple things at a time, think about multiple things at a time and be able to think on your feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is your, every social worker I know has like a ton of stories of like crazy things that have happened, but it's like one of your favorite social work stories from your field, from your job, whether it was old job,
1: new job, whatever. Crazy, you know. <laughs> okay, what do you have? You go first, yeah. Okay, I can go first. I can go first. I have a couple,
0: but this is one. So I was working somewhere where I had to work with inmates. And I had an inmate who like a lot of people in the office had already seen. A lot of my co-workers had, had them in a the case though because recidivism. Like, you know, just getting out of jail will come back or whatever and so like I was going out to see this person I was very aware like okay they already used up a lot of programs they already like we, we used a lot of favors trying to help them out so just so you know a lot of bridges have been burned now it's like oh, okay so I say that to say I walked in there with like my mind on that like okay I know these three places I went through their file they have not used this whatever whatever and so I came in with like all this material and I did my biopsychosocial which is like getting their history getting you know what have you you know are you struggling with substances Do you have mental health what's your family history like things like that and so I'm doing this whole evaluation with them and then afterwards they they asked me about my education level and I was like huh and I'm thinking it's like one of those power plays because that's something that happens at times where there's a power play and I was just like, well, you know, I'm a social worker. I have a master's in social work, whatever, whatever. And I'm like still writing my report. And they're like, mm-hmm. how much they pay you? And I was like, okay, this is definitely a power play situation.
1: And I mm-hmm. was like,
0: you know what, sir, it's fine. I, that's not stuff I'm getting into. I'm here to do your evaluation. You know, if you want me to stop, we can stop at any time, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, uh-huh, no, 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 no. Do you know about my rep? And I was like, I'm really uncomfortable about this point. And I'm like, please don't, please don't do this right now. Like I have enough of my mind. And they um, was just like, you know, naming off politicians in the area and they're like, yeah, I'm cool with blah, 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 blah. I don't know if you know, but this person's like a big breast person. I'm just like, okay, sir. So I'm like, I'm like wrapping up. Like, okay, so now I gotta go because it's so crypto. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to say like, whatever you make in here in a year, baby girl, I can, I, I can have I you making this in a month. And I was like, it's like I'm just kind of like trying to process everything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they keep talking and they were trying to become my pimp in the middle of me, like, oh, my psychological health <laughs> value. Oh they tried to recruit me for pimping and they gave me some names of some politicians they could pimp me to. And they were like, no, you know, they they like them smart type. Oh, ooh, I can make so much money. Mm-mm. And you live and you and he was just like, and I'm just like getting, my, I'm like still packing my bags. All right, well, <laughs> there you go. And so I goes back to the office. I talked to one of my coworkers who had him last, and they were like cracking up because they knew there were going to be a riot, but they did not know that's where it was going to go. <laughs> And so like I she was like, how did it go? And I'm like telling her, like, it was interesting. She was like, mm-hmm. He he tried some para trips on him, didn't you? He? he tried to, he, 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 he just talked Mal mile and Then he blah 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 blah. And she's like talking. I'm like, girl, he tried to pill me. She was like, he what? So like, yeah, he tried to. I gotta be honest, it was a good offer. Like I got it, like, <laughs> <laughs> a good hey, offer. <laughs> hey, he was offering health benefits and everything like he he had he was talking and tax purposes work. and stuff yes and sex work, work but yeah and that was like one of my ones that I never forget like and I, I we kept getting his case like he kept having new legal issues and every time someone would get their case and I'm like okay oh Brass, I see you have coming in here blah 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 can you tell me anything about this case like so you want to wear a hoodie when you come in Okay, <laughs> your hair could be wrapped they go for it like, <laughs> every time his name popped up I was like you know what we might just want to give him to one of the males I feel like he will try that with funny. them we'll see mm.
1: Mm. that's funny oh thank you yeah, that Really, think of so many crazy stuff <laughs> because I guess I don't dip like that those years working in the criminal justice system where some of the Lots of stories. Yeah. Time. And I don't think I dip into those memories as much as, you know, I used to at the time. So oh, I guess it would be Conjila. Conjila is probably my favorite story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went to see went to see a guy. And again, and this is the thing about social work stories. It's like, yeah, they're funny, but it's also like sad. Like how you're like, yeah, yeah sexuality is not funny. You know, so it's like, and, definitely dark humor. humor yeah I was thinking yeah, your humor gets like different over the years <laughs> but but so the, the sad part was you know he he had been in in jail for like three years just kind of forgotten about mentally ill he was supposed to have a psychic out and kind of fell through the cracks was he competent was he not confident we have no idea anyway so I went on in there to see him I get down there and start talking with him and he tells me that he already has housing set up. He's like I've already got a plan. I've got money. I've got I've got a place to go. And I'm like, I'm thinking that someone has already done half my job for me, which is great. I'm like, yes, you have housing? Where? He gives me a woman's name. He gives me a phone number. And I'm like, great. Okay. So, when how did this happen? <laughs> did she come here? Did this person come here to see you or did they whatever? To her? And he was like, gosh, how can I explain this? Have you ever heard of congeal? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> Please tell me. And he was like, okay, have you ever been able to talk to somebody when they weren't in the room with you and not with a phone? No, I have not. <laughs> he was like, Okay. Well, I can do that, and it's called congeal. So conjula was like this telepathic wavelength that he believes he had with people, and he said important people had it, but he let me know that it didn't mean that I wasn't important because I didn't have it, just maybe I didn't know how to use it. Yet. And so, <laughs> and so he was saying that he had used conjula to communicate with this woman outside of the jail to let him know, let her know that he needed help, and I'm like, okay, so how do you know that this person signed you housing? He was like, well, I actually don't know until she comes here. That's why I I thought you were here. And I was like, I (laughs) know, but please let me help you, you know, set up housing. And then he was like, oh, I don't need, I don't need that. I actually have a trust fund and my number is one And then I had to convince him that, you know, what I had was free and he should just save his money and just let me, just let me help you. And don't spend buy your money. I have programs. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, "Okay," and I was like, "Cause the judge may not go for it, so just like you know, listen to me." And then he was like, "Okay, all right. When you leave here, I'm going to show you how conjugal works. When are you leaving?" And I was like, "In my last plan, I'm going to be outside, and you know, about another ten minutes." and he was like okay and he was like looking at my card and he was really focused on it and he was like when well, you walk, i'm gonna use congealer and when you walk outside someone is gonna hand you a hundred dollars but if a hummingbird comes up you gotta knock it out of the way because that's the devil oh okay oh exactly <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh all right that's a good turn okay i got you i got you okay i got you uh-huh he had one of those delusions that I was like wouldn't be great if that was real like it was a real delusion because he used to write me these elaborate letters about all of the places he had donated his millions of dollars to and I think it was like a list of shelters he probably stayed at oh my gosh <laughs> I think I have this client after you I think I have this oh, client okay. after you oh my gosh <laughs> also um I'm like hold on so hold great.
0: on this is sounding familiar <laughs>
1: I loved it. I mean Yeah. he was funny. Was like I I wish these things were true. Cause he actually wrote me one time and was like, did you get that hundred dollars? Not the right one. No, I did not. <laughs>
0: I know exactly sweet. who you're talking right. about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was sweet. He
0: was <laughs> sweet, sweet person. Oh yeah. And I will say though, like I feel the need sometimes because I've definitely had this happen. Matter of fact, one time I went out with a coworker and his fiance for like dinner. And we were like just talking about our week and we were like telling different stories. And me and him were like cracking up. And like when we finally gained composure, we realized his fiance was looking at us like, what the hell is wrong with you? And we had to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it can go into some like deep dark humor here. We apologize. Like we understand. y'all see that that's like tragic and we're just like anyway so I almost got hospitalized on accident girl I went in there without my badge You thought I was a client ha ha ha, ha. and like his fiance is just like this is not normal conversation
1: <laughs> no that oh no I had that happen with I told a joke about one of my clients who was at <laughs> one of my clients who was at you know the mental health he was hospitalized and they had to take away his leg. He had an amputated leg uh-huh. and they had to take it away cause he kept taking it off and hitting people with it. And even when they did that, they gave him a walker. He just hit, like he would, they say he was, <laughs> he hit people with the dog, getting in the and beating people with the object. <laughs> that was a perfect example of being like ha 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 oh oh exactly tripper. exactly oh. exactly so that was the same. like and I told that Joseph, I was like yeah no, apparently my client beat the guy with a wheelchair <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so bad oh my god <laughs> oh, goodness but that's exactly
0: that's exactly how he goes this is exa- well wait I will say though one time sort of social work related I was at like a state-run hospital and I was visiting and I like was at the psychiatric ward and I was visiting and I could not answer my phone because of the way there one I was with a client they also like recommend quote-unquote that you don't bring your phones in and anyways I got out the building I realized my phone I had missed like a whole bunch of calls and one of my calls was from my therapist and like, so I had called my therapist back and they were just calling to like reschedule. And I was just like, yeah, okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm at this, you know, the name of the state run psychiatric ward. And he was like, damn, they gotcha. I was like, first of all, sir, I'm at work. You know, I'm a social worker. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. I thought you were calling me to tell me like, okay. Is it here? I did I wanna talk to you? And I was just like, all right, well. And it made therapy very interesting the next session. <laughs> <It was> very... <laughs> like, so why do you think I'm on the edge of hospitalization? <laughs> we definitely had a, had a conversation where I was like, so as I was telling you my deepest, darkest thoughts, apparently you're thinking about 1030. They're like, we need to discuss that. Because that's I how thought. I thought I was being funny. Apparently you were concerned. <laughs> I feel like this needs to be discussed. <laughs> so let me ask you, do you feel like, because you mean you have both worked with kids and families? We work for private companies, we work for government agencies, we work for nonprofits, all of that. What do you find more difficult? The system that you have to work within or the client? Because I feel like when people think about our field, they're always are like, oh, nah, you got to work with this population, that, and I just could never. And it was like, first of all, the populations usually are great like 80% of the time. Like 80% of the time, you meet some of the most fascinating, amazing, beautiful people. And it's the system that you have to work with them. whether that's the rules and regulations of your agency. There's a lot of different things that make it hard. So what do you feel? Do you feel like, clients are the more difficult part or the actual system the way that our country runs
1: it's the system 100% of the time because most of my friends wouldn't be where they were if it wasn't for the system and then trying to help them there's so many times I felt like I was just like banging my head against the wall or just you know there are things that are in place and things that exist that aren't doing what they claim to do aren't doing what they what we think they're supposed to be doing and just just really creating more barriers and it's infuriating really (laughs) that's that's usually what leads to most of the burnout it's not the people you know it's that I want to help them and there's a million and one things in my way and maybe on some level that's why the one-on-one work has been a little bit more because you can see a little a little bit more of a direct impact oh yeah you know I would love to just burn the system down and rebuild it, beyond it. be honest. But yeah, it's, it's the system. It's not in all the people. I agree. I feel like I've only known
0: of two social workers in my entire career who have left the field because of clients. Everybody mm-hmm. else I know got burned down because of the system, because... You have people in power making decisions about what we can do, how we should do it and so forth, who have never actually been in the field, who have not been in the field working the ground level. In decades and so forth. So you have a lot of policies and agencies, mm-hmm. systems. Um, when I say system, I'm talking about like the criminal justice system, so social service system, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the, the legal system. system,
0: yeah, the school system, the um, healthcare system, insurance. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> insurance is such a guys. We need to get universal health care, but let's not get into that now. Um But yeah, most of you I know leave because of that, because there's like a disconnect between the people who usually makes rules, policies, whatever it is that uh, formulates how social workers can do their job. They are so far removed of what doing the job is actually like, that you have to do all these things
1: that don't make sense or you're limited on what you can do. Here's a a stupid one. Hmm? Homeless shelters requiring homeless people to have two forms of ID to enter a shelter. Gosh, that used to kill me, yes yes that is that is the most best thing how dumb is that I'm homeless but I have I just so happen to have my birth certificate and my state ID on me come on or my social security come on Mm -hmm. that is dumb who are you at that's what I mean by things that exist that aren't actual like who are you here to help yeah yeah with policies like that just to get in the door Mm-hmm. Or even the places that are
0: like, okay, we will help people if they're homeless, but you cannot help them while they're currently incarcerated. Especially I'm yeah. still working yes. in the system. You have to wait until they get out of jail and they're homeless for a little while first, at least sixty <laughs> to ninety days, and then we'll help them. And I'm like, okay.
1: Or oh. can we just prevent the homelessness before it happens? Like, let's or, let's, or you there. can only be, have been homeless in this county. You have to be a county resident. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: I agree. It was, it's definitely the system. I have met some of the funniest clients. I've met some of the kindest clients, most intriguing clients. I have had very few, like super, super difficult clients that made me, you know, not want to come in. And
1: even though though that have been difficult, I feel like something came either, either watching them get better, (laughs) you know, was rewarding or or I had to get to a new level of empathy
0: <laughs>
1: to work with them, and that's good for me, you know, so so even though <laughs> so even those difficult months, I mean, it's it all kind of balances out in some way. but no, the, the but but yes, yeah, it's, it's always it's frustrating because especially systems that run it have so many cycles, such as homelessness, mm-hmm. such as the criminal justice system and things like that, where it's like, I just helped you <laughs> and it's and you know and, it, and you want to be mad at that person but but in reality you know you, we know all that they're up against once mm-hmm. we 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 stacked the deck I mean god we tried <laughs> we, we, you know, to you know to put everything in place and, and 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 if people did well hopefully you never see them again you know but then when they come back those those hurt <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know hurt but but those are again those are also a lesson but but it's but they, it's usually because of the system. I mean, yeah. Well, and I think that
0: leads into like burnout because I feel like for a lot of people when they do get burnout, it's because of reasons like that where you're like, oh are we making a difference because I keep seeing the same Mm -hmm. people and Mm -hmm. I want to make sure we're saying not that it's like oh I'm seeing the same person I'm angry but it and like I want you to do better. it's more Mm -hmm. like I'm seeing the same person so I feel like we same people so I feel like we're missing something I know we're missing something why won't you just give me that something I definitely have worked for a place before where we help individuals who have been incarcerated women and mothers specifically it was mothers who were incarcerated it couldn't be anything violent and basically you come out you did the program and the state would remove whatever felony you came in on and so like that was the sentence of the program you go to this program and you get a therapist you get a case manager you get a you know you get groups you'll get someone someone to help you with your po you get someone that will help you get housing all of those things and you know, we're th- you know. you quote unquote make you a productive member of society mm-hmm. well the problem with that is we would have these graduations and people would graduate and then like through the girls because these girls were living with each other they were in a program together like they had to be there it was like school it was like from like 9 a.m to like 3 in the afternoon and well during the first two phases or whatever and so they would keep up with each other and I kept hearing about girls who had graduated like three months before that are now back in jail or have now um, started using again, or that have now, you know, different things. And it used to like break my heart, but then like I would also recognize like we're not really helping them. Like if I come out and I graduate, I do your little program, I graduate I'm from your little program, but like I have three kids. I That felony y'all took away, that was my fourth felony. So I still got to check the box and it limits my job opportunity. So I have three kids. I The state, by the way, when my kids were in foster care, the state then said I had to start paying yep. child, support child support. I had no money. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. in jail. So I come out owing the state money. And then not only mm-hmm. that, because my jobs are limited, I'm working minimum wage. I still got three kids. I'm now in debt with the state. I'm trying to still like go to work get my children back from defects plus I still have to go because the program had aftercare I still have to go to y'all aftercare after working being a mom all this stuff and then still not making enough money to make ends meet then you wonder why I go back to selling drugs because I have to it really did not thank you for the therapy that was great you know even things like thank you for helping me get my GED but okay we're now in 2021 if I don't already have a skill set and because i have to pay for bills and you know child support and all these other things it's hard for me to schedule in time to go to school to pick up a trade or um get a degree or anything like that you're just putting me back in the same loophole it's still you know nature versus nurture which is an argument like we've had when i worked there where it was like okay yes we help provide therapy we help clear this we help get this and this map and but then we send them back to the same environment absolutely how do we tell them? Like, okay, and we want to, you know, stay sober? But then I send you back straight to your same area where you have the same group of friends who use you. Know, your your dealer is there. Your bob. You know, it that used to frustrate me because it was like, okay, are we really fixing the problem? No, because really fixing the problem will require us to tear the whole system down.
1: Absolutely, I, all of that. <laughs> but and that, but that's also why I've, I've always tried to that's why I said earlier like I like trying to work on problems at multiple levels like it is a goal of mine and and whenever I can be at that meeting be on that committee or try something like, like I try <laughs> but you know sometimes it just leads to the frustration because you really just end up in a room full of people that don't know what the heck they're talking about and you're like the one person there advocating for you know the real people that you serve but it's so hard but no everything that is absolutely like that's that cycle <laughs> where yes. it's like we do all we can we can pour so much into people but at the end of the day they got they have to be right back out here with the same circumstances and it's not that people can't overcome them we like plenty of people you know people go do well and and I believe we've done great work <laughs> I believe we continue to do great work I uh, just want to have that disclaimer but <laughs> the burnout does come from that yeah where you just feel like like, like, you just have this little, I always, I felt like there are some jobs I just felt like I just had this little chisel, this little hammer against this big, big, big wheel of a problem, you know? And I'm like, I'm barely doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But, you know, then you have that one that's like, oh. And that's why we were having this conversation was like, some of my favorite moments have been, you know, maybe some of those people who I wasn't able to help, mm-hmm. but they they were appreciative of how I treated them because yeah. I'm very, into, you know, I mean that and that because every, it's just blessed to be known that like everything kind of matters mm-hmm. and just in how we talk to people and how you handle yourself and how you do things and like I've had clients who I was not able to help either, you know, for one reason, either because they were mean and nasty to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and didn't want my help, but then they'll come back later and be like, you know I was terrible to you, but you know, thank you for, for not giving that back to me and for (laughs) for still doing your job, you know, or, you know, or maybe, you know, their circumstances were going to be what they were. There really wasn't anything that I could do about it, but they just thanked me for, for for listening, you know, for trying to, to have, so those are the, those are the good things as well. But yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I think that is great. I think you have more of those moments than I Where you get to see the client on the outside. No, like run into your clients afterwards and they're still like I I feel like I very, 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 very rarely have No, I don't think I've ever no, that's not true. I did run into a client once on the outside and she called me her, her her the area I used to live in had billboards and commercials for defects or children protective services. And it was something like one eight 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 kids or something. And I was Walking into a casino downtown <laughs> with my like freakum dress on and she was like, Wes, Miss Wes that's my one AAA kids worker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, ma'am, lady, I am here with my wing woman, okay? <laughs> you are interrupted. What I came here for, please don't. But other than that.
1: Yeah, no, I have been that I've gotten, it. I do, I've got these stuff, and sometimes I'm not. I mean, I haven't run into many on the street. A lot of times, I bump back into them, and because you know, yeah, get around it to come back to court or so, check in or something. But an aftercare program. There was one that once he realized that I rode that dog on the train. <laughs> once he realized that I rode the train to work. If he had something he needed to communicate he would find me there oh After the train station no it sounds I mean no I know I know I'm it like holding in my in lap. yeah in retrospect I'm like it's like oh but no they were I'm like leave me alone. <laughs> and he's shouting to me from across the street but it's called it's called no leave me <laughs> <laughs> no what
0: when- huh when I used to work in the Midwest and I worked at an agency that was downtown and like mm-hmm. I, you know, downtown was like the poppa area. And like mm-hmm. after work, you would like go get a drink or something like that. And I made the, or you'll do something. But I mm-hmm. like had to learn very early on, like don't wear your badge outside of work. Cause people will see oh, that no, badge and no. be like, no oh, camera. you a social yeah. worker. Okay, help. It'll be like a couple arguing and they'll just pull you oh, in. Me. I'll be like, oh, oh, <laughs> no. yeah, oh yeah people would like matter of fact this was that defects job like people have, people have like I was walking with my subway back into the off like walking back to the office people have stopped me and be like oh mm-hmm, you one of them AA kids workers mm-hmm. y'all took mm-hmm. my nephew and I don't like and I'm like Man, I, I don't know what happened I, I I, I don't know where timmy is okay but i just want to mm-hmm. eat my like and it used to happen yeah like it was a thing Dang. like when people started working there we used to have the one i'm like hey so on your lunch break you might want to take off your badge um people will invite themselves to talk to you um about very traumatic things why are you just trying to get a hot dog just need bit more you know there you go yeah, yeah it was a whole thing thank you <sighs> it was not like you it it was. It, it may sound sweet in some aspects, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. No, I know. So, what do you think is the most difficult part about our career? Like, what do you think is the most difficult part about so short? And not <laughs> oh, that was. Um, I mean, did yeah. You not, did you not hear the stories? <laughs> those are the most difficult parts.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, seriously, those are. Um... But is that? It? I mean, for me, that's the most difficult part. Is that wanting? You know, I feel like I can. When you feel like you can see the path, and you see the way that it could work. Yeah. And you know, and it just and it just isn't. <laughs> and it's because of all of these things that are out of my control, and 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 that's fine. Maybe that's maybe that's my my higher lesson. In life, uh-huh. we have no control over anything. I get that, but gosh, you know. <laughs> But that is that is, that is the frustrating part. And I think and Kevin and said that, I think that really is has that is a constant part of the work for me yeah. of that um, kind of letting go because it's it's huge, you know, doing all you can and then you know, yeah. not knowing what's gonna what's gonna come out on the other side. Doing yeah. all you can and there's still thousands more people you know hundreds thousands more people that are still suffering it's it's Mm -hmm. it just is what it is so that's that's the hard part I would say yeah um yeah (laughs) I
0: agree with that I just just, uh, added into that which I think is directly correlated with what you said not having the proper tools to proper to do my job at the highest and best level a lot of times a lot of times there's budget restrictions, there's stupid policies that don't make sense. There's there's just a lot of times where it's like, okay, I'm going to do my best and recognize like I have no control over how this goes. And I don't necessarily really have the tools. Actually, I think, yeah, going back to what I said earlier of like being in a lot of situations where I might have been the person who work with the client in my courtrooms I've had situations where like I I don't you know in those like you you you, the social worker does not really have power like we're there to advocate that's all we have power over Mm -hmm. and I've definitely had situations where stuff that has went wrong it could be my client a walled. It can be <laughs> something like that. Like they were supposed to come, we got them out. They were supposed to show back up for court, you know, after being bonded out and they did not show up. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, where are they, Miss Rest? And I'm like, no, remember, I ain't got the power. No, let's go back to Miss Rest, not having a, like, why, why, when, why, when things hit the fan, am I now the person everybody wants to talk to? Like, I, I have no control over that. You said that they was taking a medication. And
1: then I'm like, well, look. <laughs> opening the whole weight of like everything on like i've had that which just like it's all on you and it's like look mm-hmm. it isn't actually here's here's what i can do here's what i need from you to help me do this no you're not gonna provide okay well then i don't know what i'm supposed to do here yeah <laughs> you know like like i i had a judge i can't Tell you how many we
0: we times do not need to talk on her if we, I, I know who you're know. talking about.
1: I know, I, but, but just because this is just, it's just. Yeah, because like, there are no programs that take sex offenders in that Sorry. area. Yeah, go ahead. In the area, and at that time, because I'm not there anymore, so I don't know what's going on now. But at that time, for a very long time, <laughs> there were no doggone programs that took sex her, and she just would be like you can do it <laughs> you know I would say hey this is not possible and and it was given back to me as if I was having some sort of like confidence issue or, or just wasn't trying hard enough no literally I cannot make this happen yeah <laughs> and yeah. it's so frustrating because while you and I are engaged in this nonsense there's a whole person You know who needs some kind of resolution but we're just gonna put it back on the shelf and put it all on my shoulders and there's literally nothing i can do
0: (laughs) yep show up for the next time you reschedule go yep i got nothing
1: yeah Um, yeah we're not i won't tell you anything else about that lady to me my chest got tied with that one (laughs) but like it
0: has it and then like some of that with it being like so difficult it leaks over into certain other areas in your life like it can leak over into your love life it can leak over to your family life your social life do you feel like being a social worker has affected your love life at all
1: yes but in a way of like I mean I say this I have tolerated some nonsense from them please don't get me wrong but I do feel like my tolerance is lower (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, this my personal life has to be at a certain level of peace because I really have decided, you know, I do like, I like giving a lot to work, you know, it was important. Certain clients I've served, certain populations required a lot and I wanted to give that. And now I'm there at, at home, my personal life, it cannot be chaotic. But that does, again, that does not mean I've never put up with any nonsense. I definitely have, but yeah, there's
0: that. I think there's definitely a correlation between how long you've been in the field and how much stuff you put up with in your personal life. Like, the longer you've been in the field, the more I feel like you're just like, ah, I'm not doing this. I just want to, it. it's, fine. it's fine. I don't found something on Google. Me and it's going to have wine and enjoy our night. We're good. I don't need this, sir. Let's, let's, let's go about our business. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It's, I don't understand how people do it. If they like to deal with trauma, drama, heavy stuff all day, and then come home or have my time off of it and then volunteer to like deal with no, 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 no. Like I'm not doing that. And I will say though, but it's definitely because because there are certain things that I'm like very passionate about, which are correlated with my job. I will definitely say like, it also kind of built in me this kind of like red flag detector. Mm-hmm. We are like, I'm talking about something and I'm just like, you know, peace and love and advocacy. And they're like, I, mean, I feel like those people deserve that. I'm like, all right, so. <laughs> oh,
1: that is a thing. Let me yeah.
0: Let me back away here, sir, because. You know, or like, you know, and it will be about all types of stuff that like you'll be watching a TV show and there will be, um, you know, something very traumatic. It could be something like a rape scene. And I just like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, and I can't, I wonder what's going to happen next. Like me talking about a TV show like and, and, you know, I could be on a date or at the guy's house chilling and they'll just be like, yeah, I mean, but you see how she dressed. And, you know, she was low-key <laughs> up there. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. first of all, you get an educated induct. So that's <laughs> gonna be our night.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely one for the lectures. I'm good at those. I'm like, well, let me take over. But you know what I've also experienced though is that being very passionate, which is maybe your part of the session, but just in general, just like being a passionate person, is that people get attracted to that side of me. Like when I'm on and I'm hyped up, and but and that's me when I'm doing my thing. That is not me. I don't want to be that way all the time yeah. <laughs> and and so I've dated men who were really attracted to that side of me and just wanted to engage in that way all the time like they want to you know talk about social stuff social issues because hell they don't have anyone else to talk to it about you know they yeah. want to mentally yeah. scar with me they want to you know and I'm like I'm exhausted I just want to watch tv like or I don't want to talk like that's yeah. another thing to be again like it being so draining like I have to have somebody who can accept the fact that I just don't even want to. I have not even want to speak today. You know, I've been talking to people all day, and I just I just want to watch TV and be held. You know, I'm like yeah, I need that. I need somebody that's like I, I, I'm this guy. I, I literally texted him and said that like I was taking like a mental break for the rest of the evening. I was going to a friend's house, and he texted me like hey like about gaslighting who wanted to discuss gaslighting and I was like Uh... like turn it off you know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's definitely so I don't mind the mental sparring part I I I just like that like relationships but like I definitely have the whole like I want to be able to to take my social work hat off at some time. It's only a part. It's what I do. And there is kind of a big part of my personality that kind of led to that being what I do. But it's only part of me. And I definitely feel like because of my field, I definitely attract guys who really want therapists instead of girlfriends. Like they need Mm -hmm. therapists more than they need a lover. And that is something I feel like is correlated with my work. Cause I thought, I looked back on certain people I've dated that I was just like, I really feel like, like you was buying me food and I was giving you food therapy in exchange. Like, I feel like that's (laughs) what was going on in that situation. And I've talked to other like social workers who have the same issues where they're like, I feel like I just attract people who need to be cared for. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely been a thing. Me is usually emotionally wounded guys, (laughs) emotionally wounded guys
1: huh I, I remember i had a whole string of like vet and just like trauma girl. <laughs> for a while i don't girl. know what was going on
0: <laughs> girl like it's gotten to the point that i'm like maybe an emotionally winning guy with like heavy scorpio placements is just like what i'm supposed to end up with because it has been I'm like, i feel like i'm being trained for something at this point because that has been a thing but, like, it, I will say, like, it hasn't been, like, because I definitely have, I have a girlfriend who's a social worker who's just like, yeah, no, it's it's guys that need me to be their case manager. And I'm like, no, no, no. They they have the career together. They're intellectuals. They have blah, blah, blah. It's just like, for some reason, after, like, the first glass of wine, they're just like, you look so beautiful. I my mom. <sighs> Did I tell you my mom? Like, and you're like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. We're, 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 we're. we're where are we going with this? And then next thing you know, yeah. you're just like, I don't, I don't know, baby. You know, CBT, the triangle, you know, feelings, thoughts, actions. Like you're just like, I
1: don't, why is this that I think someone who would just say the heaviest thing mm-hmm. in the middle, like out of nowhere, or we would just be engaged in something heavy and then he just wanna move on to sex. Oh and gosh. And like I like when I it was like I noticed it like the I like, and, I, and I just stopped and I was like <laughs> <laughs> and he was like well now I feel like you just shamed me and I said I'm going home I just noticed that you like this is this is weird like yeah that yeah um, that yeah yeah it's definitely <laughs> yeah I mean and I'm feeling like heavy
0: so yeah no yeah right. I was low key giving like free therapy, like family counseling to this guy I had dated because like, it felt like we would have fun. We'd go to movies, we'd go out to eat, we were having fun and we were talking. And like, it could be us like cuddle in bed and me just like, "Mm, let's turn on a movie. He'd be like, yeah. My sisters have a lot of issues with their sons. And I was like, sir, just- No. All right, call her. All right, all right. What's the boy doing like- (laughs) Oh goodness, no. Yeah. And it was like at one point I remember like when I was like, okay, this has to end being like that being a thing. Like, also I just at this point, I just feel like you should pay me, but we're also intimate. So I feel like I have to cut off something. So I'm just gonna cut you off and you can just pay me at this point. Like, let's just do it that way. <laughs> Cause either way, I'm getting drained. <laughs> of <laughs> empathy and emotions and I would like to be compensated mm-hmm. for it mm-hmm. 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 okay so yes it definitely can <laughs> affect your love life it definitely, can. definitely but can I will say though like even though like beyond my love life kind of what we were talking about with like the drama stuff I think it also just affects that a lot of times you'll meet social workers and like they're like I I can't even say that because I feel like you meet two you know, you meet, there's, like, no in between the people who have, like, nothing but drama, and that's why they, be, they be like, got into the field. Usually they're also therapists because they are trying to figure <laughs> out people. They're like, hey, I need to figure out myself and people. I feel like it's just cheaper <laughs> if I go to school for it than to pay somebody. So you, oh, have, wow. that. Uh-huh. you uh-huh. have that. You have that type. And then you have the other type that's just like, yeah, man, I'm not, I know. No, I mean, my virus to be stress free. I'm not. And like, I know this is different with you, but like, one of the things that I noticed that happened when I got in the field was like, I can't do trauma porn, which is what I call like movies that are about like the struggle and depression. And about it's different with me oh well because you I...
1: <laughs> no I
0: said no because no, you <laughs> cut me off before I could finish because you like I'm like not. bloody movies and scary movies oh, like well, I yes. can't, <laughs> I can't like when I watch shows and when I consume like music it has to be happy stuff or funny stuff mm-hmm. like my I can't handle watching lots uh, except for when it comes to true crime and that's because I like the educational aspect I like understanding the psychology Ooh. behind it. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> no, but like they when, are not giving psychology. No, when, they're not giving the psychology. But when I'm listening and they're like, yes, and his mom was overly affectionate with him, and he only okay. stabbed women with red hair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oedipus <laughs> complex, but okay, okay. <laughs> like, they made to, you know, his mom bathed him until he was 16. I'm like, oh that's some other stuff going on there. Like, I that's what I mean. But um, like I can't. I remember I was dating this guy when this is when I was way young. This is when I was like 22. Like only been in feel like a year or two, and he wanted to show me this movie. He was like it changed my life, and I still don't understand why. I read the reviews, but I didn't finish watching the movie because I had to stop it. But I think it's called Crash. It was like a whole. It had a whole bunch of different celebrities, and it was like eight different stories.
1: Oh, I do remember that. Ooh, yeah, that was heavy.
0: Yeah, and but it time, was
1: really good. It was okay. Good.
0: Well, he, it was he my he's in favorite, the things that are heavy he seems to think so as well he did and so like I remember like he had went to this restaurant got us some food came over here I got my friend wine we're like, in a dinner watching movies and like he had brought that one out after we watched this comedy and I had to stop him and I was like no no mm-hmm. like I cannot yeah, yeah. Like, I can't because it does come out
1: swinging now that I yeah
0: and I was just yeah. like first of all like I, I had a deal I was in a hospital with a baby that had a black eye today. Like, I am not, I can't also right. handle this as well. <clears throat> so I will say it has affected my regular life like that too, because before I could just watch whatever, whatever, but now I'm like sensitive to it, where I'm like, no, I can't get, It's no, it no longer feels like a form of entertainment to me.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it,
0: it just makes the mood too heavy for me. And so I'm like, nah,
1: comedy, happy,
0: fun stuff, light.
1: Right, right because no you're right because even those two movies like I saw those when I saw them but like I can watch those now like I remember them and I'm like mm-hmm, yes, but they stay where they are but like once I really got because that was during the time when like I only had worked with kids and like mm-hmm. had done not that my work was lighter it just wasn't on the same level but but when I started working like with substance music and like, stuff like that and it was really like in not it stuff yeah. yeah no like absolutely and even like like I watched Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but it was hard at first. Like they got past the episode, but in the first little part of that first season, it felt like a lot of just like like glorifying of the not glorifying, but it, it that's how it felt. It felt like they were glorifying the drugs. And I'm sitting here, you know, going to work every day with women whose lives are ripped to pieces because of it. Mm-hmm. And and their children. And so it was really but, you know, after a certain point, you kinda of got it. I got into the story of it.
0: No, I was going to say, but now while you were talking, I'm like, you know what? Actually, when it comes to the mental sparring, I feel like that's how it is with entertainment. When it comes to my personal life, like people assume I'm going to like these dark, deep tragedy. Like I call it tragedy born, like tragedy ridden forms of entertainment. And then they're like, listen, I want to know your mind. I want to pick your mind after it. I'm like, I don't, I don't. That's I don't not really how this mean. works. Like that's not mm-hmm. how- that's not how this works like I don't for mm-hmm. I don't think trauma's fun and I do it because it's fun and I want to go home and do like oh let's explore some more trauma and oh let's talk about it like no I, like, yes exactly that yeah and I feel like eat friends family whatever like I've had that experience a lot where they're like oh this traumatic monstrosity you gotta watch it I'm gonna talk I know you love it and I'm like I really, I no,
1: no, no, thank you. I can barely watch the news anymore. And oh yeah, I was a news junkie. I was a news junkie. I had it on all the time. I cannot. And considering the way that yep. the news has been run over the the years, or it's good, it's good right where it's at. Not on my TV. And yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Well, also me, you work I will say, working in the criminal justice field, you touched on it a little bit earlier, saying like, oh, so a lot of these systems do not work the way the public thinks they work. And that is when I had to, like, slow down my process of the news because I was seeing stories that I was actually, like, involved in mm-hmm. and the criminal side or one of my co-workers was, like, a part of the case. And I would see the way it was reported and the facts that they released. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. inaccurate. Mm-hmm. That is not what <laughs> happened. Or even with, you know, certain local leaders, you know, certain mm-hmm. things i would like that's not what they do Mm -hmm. (laughs) please Mm -hmm. please stop promoting this person as someone who is a champion for young you know young black and latino men in the system Mm, Mm -hmm. he's the person making my hard job to get them out please stop Mm -hmm. so i will you i will say yes definitely the news i cannot the way i consume news now is very different the way i look at media Mm -hmm. now is completely different but i will say some of you guys know I have other podcasts, the Overlook Podcast. I talk about stories of people of color who have gone missing. In that podcast, I do use a lot of, like, social media tips, things I found online, comments, whatever, to explore different theories. I will say I got that from my job because I, my former job, I did work at a place where I was working with the criminal justice system. I was involved with the cases. And the amount of times working in that job where, like, the amount of times that evidence was left on social media the amount of times that (laughs) I have had to figure out how to contact their child their mother their whoever by Facebook like if you give their name and write you know blah 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 and like the amount of times social media has played a part in cases that actually affected my hobbies because that's how I ended up getting into like that side of podcasting and that sort of things because I was just like oh this is a whole thing Y'all really be out here telling the whole confessions on Instagram live. Fascinating.
1: Look all using right. all your superpowers. Girl,
0: girl, girl. These are not the superpowers I want. they were the ones I were given. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think it can take an effect on your job. But to wrap it up, I want to ask, would you recommend social work? to someone else like if you had someone coming to you like Mm -hmm. I need a job I'm passionate
1: I care about people oh (laughs) I saying they just need a job no um absolutely I would you know it's also my dream to one day teach upcoming social workers so yeah I mean I I I think it's beautiful purposeful work I love I really love I love what I do I love everything I've done (laughs) and I'm excited for everything I'm going to do and and I, I really do value our ethics. When I picked this field, you know, a part of that process was like, you know, that first class was like the social work ethics class. And I was yeah. like, they align so much with my own personal ethics. So mm-hmm. it really, it, it hasn't been a hard job. You know, it just kind of feels like I used to be me and, and do what I do and, it's, and someone pays me for it. So yeah. um, I, would, I would like to be paid more. Yes. But, <laughs> but um, overall, you know, Absolutely. I absolutely recommend it. Yeah.
0: I think you said it perfectly. Like I think if you look at the codes of ethics, I think if you talk to social workers and you really like look into what they do, the different things they can do, and you're like, oh, this just aligns with who I am as a person. This already aligns with my natural abilities. Like. Because sometimes the things can align with who you are as a person, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have certain abilities and skills that you need to do this job. Like you need to have patience. Like you can be passionate about people, want people to be loved and secure. But if you don't have patience, like bad news for you, sis, nothing happens at the time you think it's going to happen. That's a huge part of the field. Understanding that, oh, they gave us a deadline, yet nobody else cares about the deadline. They're going to make sure you have to put stuff in. It doesn't mean that's when things will actually work. But yeah, I definitely agree. Like, if you if your personality lines up with and you have the skill set, I would recommend it. I would recommend it with caution of like, understand the bad parts and understand the bad parts are real. It's not, uh, oh, some people experience this. It's so, and this might happen. I know it's gonna happen, and really think up hard about if you're okay with that and if that's something you think you can get through. Because I love the field as much as I love it, I am still very much aware that it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody that's kind it's not for everybody that's passionate it's not a, it's it's it it definitely you definitely it's it's definitely not a job you can just do just because you have to pay the bills it's mm-hmm. not a field you can do just because you have to pay the bills it mm-hmm. is very rewarding but um there are there also are its downsides like Ashley said i do not like the benefits package. <laughs> um, on the career overall, <laughs> I would like all my social workers to pay more. I would like everybody to get free licensure supervision. Mm. I would like, and that's another thing there's, if you get, go to school at the master level, you actually can make a good living, uh, especially if you get your license. There's two types of license. There's a junior license and then there's the clinical license. If you can make the clinical license, like no, life can be happy and good <laughs> and you can <laughs> afford You can afford yourself. Um, But some quotes. But overall, I think it is a good feel. And I'm just so happy and proud of all the people who chose to take this feel. And they take it seriously. And still keep trying, even after bad days and so forth, because there are some bad days. And it it really requires some... What is the word I'm looking for? Resilience. It requires Mm -hmm. a lot of resiliency. And It's hard to have resiliency time and time again over the years, but we keep doing it and we keep pushing. And so happy social work month to all the social workers out there and hopefully this is informative to those who aren't social workers, but we're listening just for entertainment purposes. Now, before we wrap it up, I do want to let you guys know where you can follow Ashley and what type of things she works on. So go ahead, Ashley. Ashley.
1: So you guys can follow me at my Instagram. It is Mickey Explorers. That is Mickey, M-I-C-K-I, that Explorers, that is dot all. <laughs> that is my Instagram. And, and I'm going to be adding to it from the beginning of personal blog. But I started Mickey Explorers, I was just kind of a like, I just wanted to share my experiences and get more of my Black and brown folks outside because I got tired of hearing people say, You know that that's not for us because it is for (laughs) us, and so I really wanted to share more of my experiences so that people would come on out and and it's gonna lead to some some good questions. So it is, and
0: Mm -hmm. Ashley does so much. She actually, when you were down here, she used to lead a uh, group of us for hiking and it was really really fun as you get to see all the amazing places she hikes at and they're always such beautiful places and all of her trips it's really really fun so definitely make sure you guys follow her i will also when i post this you guys know i post on instagram as well at she wolf alchemy and i will post uh, at ashley's page so you guys can just click on it down in the links to follow her other than that guys we hope you enjoyed this episode and like always you'll have your regular episodes every thursday posted by 7 a.m other than that you guys have a good
1: week and bye, bye.